0: So we're in the car. what's the name of the town we were in? Uh the Hillel. Say that again. Hillerud. Okay, we're there. Well, and we were, we're there. And we're driving back to Copenhagen. Yes, we are. And Copenhagen. That was even better. Okay. Hi everybody, he he. I couldn't say that to say hi everybody. It's Todd Conklin. This is a pre-accident investigation podcast. You're in for a treat today. Oh yes, you are. Um, today's podcast is interesting and fun. But you know, I try to make most of them interesting and fun. Our guest today is uh, is uh, Professor Sidney Decker, and you know him. And uh, Mr. Decker and I were traversing through Denmark. Last week and, uh, talking about his new movie and I slipped the recorder on. And so you'll have to forgive me. There's a little bit of automotive noise in the podcast, but that's all right. Cause it's, uh, it's pretty much what it's like to sit in the car and, uh, man, we had a good time. We were over there hanging out with an organization that's, um, really, really moving along, um, on their safety differently view. Uh, it's, it's fun to watch them. They're, they're quite remarkable. Um, they, they're in the, the biomedicine field and they're great, great leadership, great people, amazing, um, human performance people. It's the whole thing it was really fun. And we got to spend a couple of days together and it was great. Uh, both of us were at different forms of jet lag because both of us had traveled afar to be there. And then we both had adventures afterwards. So it's, it's quite a fun podcast actually had a great meal that night, uh, where we had, Fish and chips, but I think the Danish fish and chips are quite a bit – they're – how do I want to say – the best – I don't – I was about to say something bold. The best fish and chips I've ever had were in Alaska because it was halibut, and that was amazing. Denmark was right up there because you got lobster, you got halibut, and you got another kind of fish that I can't remember, but it was really good. And, you know, it's battered and fried, so everything's good then. It works out perfectly. But no, we had a great time. All is well here. How is your uh, summer going? Is it going well? It's, I mean, I'm, you know, it's exciting, isn't it? Lots of stuff going on. You got big plans? I have all sorts of scheming things going on, and I'm going to see a lot of you this summer, so that'll be fun. Hopefully, we can hang out and have some fun and talk about the world as we understand it and know it. For me, uh, life's pretty grand. I don't really have any. This is good, too. I'm pleased to report this. I don't have any real um, stories. Like, I don't have any adventures on airplanes. There's been plenty of those without me. Um, I don't really have any adventures in grocery stores, you know, where I do all my great sociological experimentation. That is my microcosm. That's my laboratory, if you will, for all experimentation. Um, Mostly I'm just kind of clunking along, making sure things are happening and trying to be places on time and look as presentable as I possibly can. And reading and writing and doing all that stuff and uh, trying to farm out these podcasts. It's a big deal, this podcast you listen to, that I'm in your ears um, a couple times a week if you're a good listener. And and even if you aren't a good listener, just once is enough. But we have um, over half a million downloads, which, to be really honest with you, I never, I I just, it's not that I, I, it's not unbelievable to me. I believe it. And it's not unimaginable to me. I just never imagined it. I just – I don't know what I thought, but I never thought this many people would listen, nor would this many people be on the podcast. That's really pretty special too, and and that's, that's kind of fun. So do me a favor. Now that we're up in the big numbers, that's good. Um, try to get other people to listen and uh, pass it along if you think it will help. I think it helps a oh, big car just drove by. That was cool. I think it helps because it builds community and it allows us to have conversations with each other, uh, but not have to hang out with each other. Cause for some of us, that's probably a good thing. I'm especially fond of the fact that the community we're building is becoming larger and better. And that's a big part of what happens. That's, that's the whole goal for the podcast. So if I haven't said it, thank you. If you're a, a new listener um, you're more than welcome. And there's a whole bunch of these you can listen to and you can get them all. They're all free and available. And if you're a longtime listener, thanks for hanging in there and not getting bored. Cause you can't get bored. I mean, I'm, I try to keep it unboring, but I don't know how good I am at that, but th- we can talk about that later as well. So now let's talk about today's podcast. Cause we want to talk a little bit of, about it before and a little bit after it. But in case you don't know, uh, Sidney Decker has another movie, um, uh, documentary, that he put out. And this one is specifically on one topic, just culture. In fact, the name of the movie is Just Culture, The Movie. It's a very creative name. I'm quite impressed with that. And this movie focuses specifically on um, one organization. So I I thought I would. if you want to see this movie, it's available on YouTube, so it's easy to find. The the best place I can direct you to is sydneydecker.com, Uh rcom dot com. And that's spelled C-O-M, in case you didn't get that part. And um it's available. Just go to Just Culture, click Just Culture, it'll take you right to the movie. You can pick it up there. You it's free. It's available. Um you can use it for anything. It's great. I thought I would actually read a little bit. I try not to do that to you guys, but read a little bit from the web page because I think the web page it's really brief, but I think the description's a pretty good description of what's going on. And oddly enough, we didn't talk about really. We talked about the movie, but we didn't talk about the description of the movie. So I, I, I thought it was a good fit. So here's from his web page: Just culture is a culture of trust, learning, and accountability. In the wake of an incident, a restorative just culture asks who are hurt, what do they need, and whose obligation is it to meet that need. A just culture doesn't dwell on questions of rules or violations or consequences. Instead, it gathers those affected by the incident and collaborates on collectively addressing the harms and needs created by it. In a way, that is respectful to all the parties involved in whatever happened. It holds people accountable by looking forward to what must be done to repair, to heal, and to prevent. This film, Just Culture, the movie, documents the amazing transferta- trans- This film documents the amazing transformation, which is not the word transportation, in one specific organization, Mercy Care, a national health service mental health trust in the United Kingdom. Only a few years ago, blame was common and trust was scarce. Dismissals were frequent. Caregivers were suspended without a clear idea of what they might have done wrong. Mercy Care's journey towards a just and learning culture has repaired and reinvigorated relationships between staffs, leaders, and service users. It's enhanced people's engagement, joint ownership, and sense of responsibility, and it has taken the organization to a place where hurt doesn't get met with more hurt, but in fact with healing. And that is the entire description, except for the part where I said transportation instead of transformation. That was my addition. Sorry. Um, That is what this movie covers. And I think you'll like it. It focuses on one organization. And it really, from a documentary standpoint, tells a story in such a way that really only a documentary can tell it. And that is one of the things that we talk about. So – Let's jump into the podcast, because I think it's a good time to do that. SydneyDecker.com, if you want to see the movie. If you want to see it before, I'll pause. Ready? Pause. Okay, we're back. But you can also watch it after. There's no spoilers in this uh, interview, so you're going to be fine. So without any further ado, on a motorway in Denmark, this is uh, Todd, that's me, It's Sidney Decker talking about Just Culture, the movie. Let me set the scene, dear listener. We're traveling in a car, four incredibly capable adults, between. Here we go. Hilachalle? And. Count home. So, if you don't know what that means, we're driving into Copenhagen on the way back from doing a really excellent meeting with a really excellent day, talking about the world and the environment and safety differently. Professor Decker, my friend. And amigo you've got a new movie tell me about it and how can i see it it's uh, called cult, just
1: culture it just came out a few weeks ago it's professionally produced by uh, griffith university and right free media in, uh, in australia it's a movie that tells the amazing transformation of an organization to a restorative just culture um i made sure that i i was able to crowdfunded and so it's freely available people don't have to pay um it's on youtube or also through my website that's probably easiest sydneydecker.com sidneyde double dot com slash just dash culture how much work is it to do this how much time does it take you incredible amount of time for for 22 minutes of film you're working for months absolutely months yeah yeah yeah. and that's just the, the the planning the production the travel because this actually documents an organization in in, in Liverpool England and so we had to go there, get the camera crew over all of that um which of course is an expensive thing as well um to do so um months months of planning uh organization setting things up getting the right people to, to uh to be involved um and then once you've got all the footage there's weeks of editing
0: uh, do you script it, or is it just you shoot it kind of, kind of in sort of real-life, slice-of-life cinema?
1: When it comes to documentary making, there's different schools of thought of how it should be done, obviously, and there's probably listeners who know much more about it than I do. But this one was certainly not scripted. Uh, Safety Differently was not scripted either. Um, it, was slightly, it had to be organized more tightly because it covers three organizations, and that's there's a lot of editing. Um and producing but this one is one organization and in a sense we let the story happen and unfold as it did and we captured as much as we could over the time that we were in liverpool to 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 capture that transformation
0: did you did your documentary did the filmmakers have to become versed in just culture and safety differently and kind of the new view or are they just kind of a, a naive set of eyes how's that work now they've become increasingly uh, versed in uh in, in the ideas
1: that, that I write about. And so I've, in fact, I mean, it's like, like Bill Evans with his drummer, you know, he built up a really good, you know, symbiotic relationship. And so, uh, my, my filmmaker has unfortunately just left Australia to uh, move back to his native Norway, and so um, that relationship is going to be a little little harder from here on, but um, uh, he, and his name is Martin, he was he was increasingly uh, well attuned to the sorts of things that we needed to capture to get the story, and so he would know where to hunt, and sometimes I would just lose him, he'd, he'd be gone, and you know, I'd be somewhere else in this organization and and Martin and his his, his crew was nowhere to be found, because they, they were on the hunt for something that they knew it was going to be a good
0: addition to the film so it, that's worth gold Do you watch the, the I mean you're a part of the editing process so you watch all the raw footage and help put it together No, no I'm not and that is a, a very strong policy of, of, of filmmaking I think in general that, the,
1: um, that that the executive producer is not part of the editing team um, because and particularly not because I mean they're typically my ideas and so I would be too dominant a voice in that and so um, it's 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 I'm at the mercy ultimately of the editor. Um, then when there is the first narrative cut uh, being shown, right? This is sort of the story we think it tells. That's the first time I get to see it. What's that like? Oh nervous man. I would think yeah that. yeah yeah. You go, well what is it gonna be like? I have never been neg- negatively surprised yet. It's 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 always an amazing experience to see the professional hands through which this thing goes and you go, Oh my, you did you did magic with this. Right. So it's almost always good. And then we sharpen the story a little bit and that's the that's the time in the editing process that I get listened to a little bit a little bit.
0: Do you think you'll make more? I mean, does this feel like something you want to do more of?
1: I think um, I, I'm certainly scoring more views on on the films than some of the books are to sell. So I think, yeah, <laughs> in in terms of reaching a, now, this maybe will be people who actually also have the book. I don't know, probably not. But um, but in terms of reaching audiences, yes. In terms of the creative process and the sheer joy of putting together a story, not well, you're not you know put together the story, but to to mediate the story like this is. Um, is certainly something that gets my creative juices flowing in different ways than writing another book, which I, of course, I'll do that too. But um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll likely, uh, I'll likely make
0: more, more films. Okay, pardon the interruption, dear listeners, but let me explain what's happening here because it needs a little bit of definition. I tried to edit it, but it doesn't really work. So we recorded the part you're going to hear now first, and you can tell because the card. Noise is louder because we're going faster Because we're kind of in the rural part of Denmark Heading towards Copenhagen And we got to this ending place Which you'll hear soon And it's just It's a really good ending place And so we ended except that we forgot to tell you How to see the movie and, And some of the background about the movie So I put the end at the beginning And the beginning at the end But you'll figure it out It's not really a problem Sit back and enjoy Thanks I really enjoyed it um, and I wondered if I enjoyed it. Well, we can talk about this later, but I liked how it sort of focused on one story. But, but that's probably getting ahead of ourselves. Talk to us about the new movie. I'm really interested. So the new movie. Well, perhaps you enjoyed it because I'm not in it a whole lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, um, I mean, that was said about the Safety Differently movie, right? Oh, this is finally, finally a place where we don't get Decker to lecture, but actually see this in action and see other people... Work on these ideas and produce produce them in practice. And so, so the new movie, which you're right, came out a few weeks ago. Um, produced by Griffith University and, and Ride Free Media, um, is uh, called Just Culture. And the story, you're right, is indeed a story of one organization that underwent and Underwent is, is a bad passive word. That was able to em- enact an amazing transformation from a retributive just culture to a restorative just culture. And that transformation has done so many good things for the people in the organization and the people who um, are the recipients of the services of the
0: organization. Why are these movies? I mean, I understand why that approach is so effective?
1: Okay, well, I don't know the extent to which it is. But what I have found is that um, I mean, a lot of a lot more people are not talking about this stuff than are talking about it. And so what's important for me uh, is to get the conversation started in places where people wouldn't necessarily reach for books uh, to, to enlighten themselves about these sorts of things or get challenged in their thoughts about it. But um, take it to a place where people might you know, click through YouTube and see, hang on, this is – wow, I could actually – Learn something from this. Or this, be, this is an interesting story. I mean, that's rather why people would watch, um, because it's not an instructional video. It's not a video. It's not instructional, and it's not videography. This is this is filmmaking. It's a story that gets told in a very human and humane way. But we'll get to that in a minute. So, why the movies? Um, to um, to add to the repertoire of media through which we can can get people engaged and enthused around this conversation. That's the reason.
0: Which which I get that. But one of the things I notice is that as a consumer of this information i I can't help but not identify with the movie differently than i do the books in a way it kind of moves it out of uh uh, i hate to use this word but almost an academic discussion to really much more of an emotional discussion you really you really feel a part of the story and and that's an amazing part of of really what the filmmaker did and and how the movie was put together but i also think it engages people and it asks something different of them as a consumer of this information and i wonder if it engages them differently emotionally and and i think it's going to be fun to watch because this seems to be a a better place to draw people to when you have a discussion around just culture than almost everything else that's out there that talks about it and 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 i'm i guess i'm interested in this is a very unique way to do it. It's a really interesting product, and in a way, it's it's very clever of you. I mean, I, in a way, I guess I'm kind of proud of you for doing them. Thank you, thank you. That that's always
1: good. But the I, I think, Todd, in a way, the the story almost tells itself. I mean, that's not to there's an amazing amount of editing and production work right. in it, obviously, to make it into the movie that it is. But the emotive value. The way in which it is a story about people, about their intentions, about where their hearts lie, about what they want to achieve and what they want to be remembered for, how they want to contribute to a world with just a little bit less suffering for their fellow human beings, that type of story can tell itself in ways that cannot be made to fly off the pages of a book. Now, of course, there is a silent hope within me that if people would watch this, that they go, hang on, this is actually really interesting stuff. Can I learn something more about this and then engage with um, the book or the audio book uh, uh, on just culture and listen to it um, and, and get some more background, more academic perhaps, research and knowledge behind this this, this idea? Um, and so there is that hope, but it's not necessary because ultimately um, – the recipe for a real just culture is to be human, is to be human to each other. And as I say, somewhere in the movie, the the few snippets that I do get to talk, um, I I think I say something like, organizations like this, um, it's a big healthcare organization, um, by the way, that that features in the movie, um, sometimes try to protocolize compassion. They sometimes try to put their just culture in three steps on a poster on the wall. Um, they try to adopt, buy, purchase, get a consultant to sell them an algorithm, right. or which they then can, can sort of um, do justice by algorithm and sort of McDonaldize justice, you know, give me a little bit of this, some fries to go with it, and bang, bang, I'll pay this. That's the that's the account I will pay. And. Um, you cannot McDonaldize justice because it won't be just. Well, maybe just for some parties in the organization, but often it becomes an exercise in power, and those who don't have a lot to begin with always lose in that, in that sort of inf- inflicting of justice on each other, imposition
0: of justice on each other. So, this first movie—it's uh, really the second movie, the second. but this first movie around the notion of of just culture—it really seems to sort of start. A narrative in a different way. I guess if I had to summarize it, I would say when you write words on paper, you own the thoughts. But when you <laughs> when you make a movie, That's good. You're giving the ownership to the viewer, and yeah. they process that information in in a way that they take the information and the filters and the, the biases and whatever they carry with them when they watch a movie. I, I think it's remarkable in this case that you're you're sort of leading people to discover for themselves what
1: a just culture looks like. Oh, but, but t- and that's actually too generous a role you're giving me because it is not I who is who's leading people to discover anything about well or uh, discover things about just culture. It's the people who tell the stories yeah. in the film. And so I think that's what's so powerful about this is that this is not a programmatic you know step one, two, three, four, five. This is how you create a re- restorative just culture. You, you get to learn about people's struggles in being confronted with a culture that was anything but restorative, um, even though it was making claims that it was a a, a no-blame culture. Um, And you listen to their stories, their insights, and not only that, and that's really powerful about the the, the visual medium. You see their struggles. You see them, you see their hurts. You see how they are affected, even by their own past, uh, dare I call it, misguided managerial interventions or actions that they must have or might have felt pressurized into doing. Um, and then they test they, they that up. they talk about that they, they, they give a voice to their to their confusion, their hurt and and their, the transformation of their own thinking. Um, I think that's what's so powerful because as you then suggest, viewers can create a relationship between those words being said to them off the screen and the faces they see. And their own world and then take that with them and perhaps change or think differently about how they engage with their colleagues, where their patients, with
0: their workers. And to me, that's the component. We tease and joke that people don't read and this is a different medium and it's an easy way to take this information in. And that's all probably true, but I think more importantly is that what it really does is it and you're exactly right, the characters of the film encourage you to do some introspective discovery and think about how you think about the notion of of justice.
1: And I think it actually that's a good point. I think it actually makes identification uh, with characters in the film much easier if you see them struggle and, and talk to you about this on camera. You go, oh man, I've been there. That's what I said to one of my people at some point. Okay. I was pressurized into firing people or standing them down or or deactivating their access card or whatever it was on you know on on these charges or ideas that people had about what was the right thing to do at the time. I was there. This could have been me or this was me. And I don't think that it is that easy, particularly not in academic nonfiction writing for people to create that level of identification.
0: Right. In, fact, in fact, I would I would almost tell you that the goal is to not create that level of identification. In to in be, academic, yeah, in an academic test. test you it's, can't. publishers don't Like, yeah, they, 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 they don't want you to. Well, I guess the most important question is, is what what are you getting out of this filmmaking? What are you getting out of the, the movie on just culture? How's it changed you? I say, and that that's one snippet but that's also left in the film
1: um, somewhere. I show up for. A group of people and I say it is amazing and powerful I don't know what adjectives I use but it's amazing and powerful uh, to see an idea being turned into a reality like this and for me to be in a group of people um, and with a group of people that have taken an idea of restorative just culture asking questions about who is hurt and what do they need and whose obligation is it to then meet that need and how do we do that as a community um, for them to take that idea turn it into a reality, despite the bureaucratic obstacles, despite retributive pressures all around them from society, I think the main thing I take out of that, thought is hope, is encouragement, is belief and a faith in the ultimate power of humanity, that if we commit ourselves to... Reducing pain, hurt, and suffering on each other without silly commitments like, oh, we have a goal zero, because that actually, you know, we know that that increases the chance that you'll hurt people. Uh, I mean, the research is very clear on that. But no, you reduce suffering by responding compassionately to hurts that may have already occurred or that might occur in the future. Um, to see that play out among people simply by planting a seed. A book and an idea, and a large organization with 9,000 people in it that respond to the needs of hundreds of thousands of people in their community. To see that transformation happen, man, that is so powerful. That is so powerful for them, for for the people who um, who, who are involved with that organization. And, and yeah, I, I I take so much encouragement and hope. Out of that for myself, it has meaning. It gives me meaning.
0: There's something pretty powerful about the phrase "It gives me meaning." That seemed like a really good place to end. I told you that was a really good ending place, which is why I had to kind of scramble things up. What did you think? Does it make you want to see the movie? Because you ought to. It's um, it's good. You'll like it. It's it's good because just culture, by definition is a little bit wooly. It's a little bit difficult to describe, certainly in terms that engineers would be comfortable with. But that's really not my fear. My fear is because there's a high demand for it, there is becoming a supply available, and a lot of the supply is not very good. In fact, a lot of the Just Culture stuff I'm seeing um, is just doing kind of advanced BBS harder I don't even know how to describe it so I think the the, the video does a really or the documentary does a really good job in in making some points and then showing them in an applied way. I think you'll like it' It's, it's definitely worth 28 minutes you, you've, you've got that much time although don't watch it while you're driving that seems stupid. That is a great podcast. Extra big thanks to Cliff and Amy and to uh, Sidney Decker for being a part of that. Thanks for letting, letting me get that. That was a good thing to get. And thank you for listening because that's even more important. It, it would be boring as crap to do this without you. So keep listening and keep doing what you do because it's hard. Do things that give your life meaning. That's a pretty meaningful way to stop uh, a podcast. Until then, learn something new every single day. I bet you have today. Have as much fun as you can possibly have. And for goodness sakes, be safe. Thanks, Sydney.